0: Oh my god! Your face! You know what, because you you weren't in there either and I was looking at you. I'm here. I'm there. I'm no fucking way. What I've got for us tonight is what... Two people who work full-time jobs <laughs> give each other when they're scheduled to meet each other yeah. every single week. God bless you for making me a curry last week. Because <laughs> oh, I, I can't say I've done the same. All I can say is that we had a really, really good time with that Ruben sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't we? Now I'm not going to give you Ruben sandwich. Tam- tam- yeah, Do you like the sandwich. Yeah. Do you like the- I've never made this before, by the way. Oh, great. So. We've just hit the tip of the iceberg with the sandwiches, okay? Yeah. And there's another classic sandwich we haven't had, oh, okay. which of course is the tuna melt. Ooh. Which is not as easy as it sounds. There's no. so much more. It's not just tuna and a sandwich and toast, are you mad? It's much more than that, as I will expect. It's going to be crisps and hummus soon. <laughs> That's what I was going to get to. <laughs> melt? A tuna melt. I'm going to be honest with you, James. I've never made this before. I mean, just judging by, regardless of what made it into this little mini edit I tend to do with the food yeah, sure. together, you panicked. You panicked. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did panic. And then towards the end you said, oh God, <laughs> I don't know if it's gone well. So I, know, I think it's never good to like do the performance without rehearsal. And uh, I did that and I t- tasted some of it halfway through and yeah, here George, we are. George, we can't, we can't be pretending like we are Sh- sh- trained in the culinary arts, yeah, ch- like we're I chefs. How people are gonna know? Like, uh, I, I, it was this only thing. Like a few weeks in, I'm like, I have sort of started a food podcast, and <laughs> I do I, you have to now really think like, how, what looks good and what doesn't. I mean, I think this looks great, and you know, it looks great to shoot. I, 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 I haven't tasted I, it yet. If the cameras weren't here. I wouldn't feel embarrassed. I just, I, I you know, I'm just like, you know, if my friends coming over oh, and, I mean, and, and the guy the friend, you, just, you know, <laughs> slap on. we'd well, be on the sofa? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be wearing any trousers, no. not because of that, but just because like more relaxed. But, okay, we've just dressed it up a little okay, bit. Wait, before you do, I, I have a confession, right? You don't like I cheating. hate mayonnaise, but I have a series of exceptions where mayonnaise can be consumed by James. <laughs> and you are very lucky to have fallen within the mayonnaise criteria, which is to have mayonnaise incorporated into other food. You are so lucky because yeah. I, I, I mean, listeners and viewers, I. I gave it a lot of mayonnaise. James <laughs> was just, just watching me go, I think that's enough. And I was like, no, nah, it needs to gel more. I I to it gel to more. It. I still don't think it had enough, but now I know why. No, no. So I, I don't like mayonnaise in a sandwich where it's just slapped onto the side of the bread. Right. I find it disgusting. I think I've been put off by the service station... Class of sandwich Ooh. that just yeah. after a while Ooh. I'm like this is dis- this is disgusting I can't have it anymore, uh, but when mayonnaise is used in, is used in cooking, yes, I, c- I can tolerate it. And this where you've incorporated it, seasoned it with. tuna. I'm saying this now, it could be awful. Yeah. <laughs> you've seasoned it, it and put it together as part of a thing. I'm very much into this, and I'm going to give it a go. All right, so we're going to try. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I will explain what's in it. Just, oh yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> please explain. This what tuna this melt is. has tuna, which is no shit. <laughs> <laughs> this tuna melt has tuna. Uh, red Leicester cheese, which I've gone for because of the coloration. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got mayonnaise, it's got paprika, it's got chili, it's got lemon juice, it's got parsley, it's got chopped spring onions, it's been buttered on both sides, it's got lovely Italian toasting bread and served with a side of crinkle-cut crisps, as you would find in your average diet. Expertly toasted by the patent-pending pop kitchen <laughs> toasty maker. <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a retort for that i mean right. it, it really is it really is our third third Check member out of the our team merch store. we'll have one out soon <laughs> great um, i'm gonna go for it aprons aprons you don't have to put this in but aprons, aprons t-shirts yeah. mit- mittens pulp and <laughs> ketchup <kitchen. laughs> <laughs> S- salt, salt and pepper shakers i don't an apron with like i'm with pulp i'm with kitchen merchandising james <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna go for it okay i'm sorry in advance <laughs> how bad is it I like that. Really? No bullshit. I like that. Grease is the taste, is what I'm thinking. It's an odd thing to have for dinner.
1: This That's isn't a proper Oh
0: James, this isn't a proper dinner. No. This is a snack. This is a best of starter. It's like a really fancy thing you make late at night when you're hungry. Yeah. That's nice. I see what you mean. I think you could do with well I'm getting the spice, the George texts me earlier, he was like, Have you got paprika and I was like yeah I think so like, you got chili flakes and I was like yeah <laughs> was like, you got mayonnaise and I was like yeah but what are you going to do to me <laughs> I like that okay Sure. I think that's tasty. I'm, think, I'm thinking I'm missing some tartness. Either a vinaigrette could have gone in well in vinaigrette there. Vinaigrette would have been good. Or, um, you know, when, when we had the rhubarb, we had that sharpness of the Russian dressing. And I'm thinking with this, maybe yeah, a slightly, really more, slightly to, yeah. more mustardy tones might have helped. But, you know, if you wanted a hot, toasty sandwich, you've got your cheese, you've definitely got your grease, and you've got your crunch. I mean, it's there. Oh, it's got a sweet corn in it as well. I forgot mm. to mention that, if that's irrelevant. If that's relevant. My best friend loves a tuna melt. I see a tuna melt. I think of my friend because it's just what what he gets. <laughs> so it's so what you tried it because George tried it in the kitchen. He was like, "Oh no, James, it's no good." I, 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 I feel like for, what, I what think it's you... less than the sum of its parts for all the flavors that I've put in there. I don't know if I needed more onion, more lemon, or something. But really, again, it's my fault for not. Um, it's my fault for not testing it beforehand. Tomato, would that have been nice in there? I want you to consult an entire team of chefs before you come in here so this week george and i once again went to go see the big movie of the week or last week really because that's when it came out but we went to go and see june on saturday we went to go find the biggest imax Mm -hmm. cinema we could at the bfi and imax we had a whole plan to do kind of what we did for no time to die which was turn up like a good 45 minutes to an hour early sit down talk about you know where we were coming into this and it was just torrential rain. The heavens open. George calls me up. He's like, I'm not going to make it. We're not going to do a pre. I'm going to meet you basically going into the cinema, scrap the plans for the pre. We're a mess. We go in, we see the film, we come out. It's a little bit gray and hazy. It kind of starts to rain, but I'm also a bit of a mess this week. I had brought the camera. I didn't bring the right cable to connect my microphone that would split two audio things into (laughs) the cable. So then I go, okay, well, I'll just use this extra microphone. I stick on the top of my camera to pick get pretty clean sound. Obviously, I set it up, but I don't actually put that cable in to record (laughs) the audio. And that's after I realized we've recorded our thoughts. So we did record our raw impressions of the movie Dune. I'm sorry for there's a little bit of wind noise. It also sounds a little bit like there's a swarm of bees feasting on a carcass somewhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if for some reason you haven't been paying attention to this movie, this is Dune. It's uh, based on the novel written by Frank Herbert. I'm not sure. It's based on a novel by written someone called Frank something. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who uh, most recently has directed Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. Sicario. Prisoners, Sicario. Um, this film stars Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård, Jason Momoa. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. I've done quite well. Charlotte Rampling. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista, yes. <laughs> nice. We got there. Uh, yeah, so if we mention any of those, that's who we're talking about. Uh, this film was shot on IMAX. I'm so glad we did nice. see it on IMAX, but we'll get into the review. So here we go. You're about to hear... Wait, no. i have got to no. say something else for you guys. Go for it. Here's the gist. Oh, yeah. It's set... what? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's a space epic set yes. in... Uh, the year is like 1090... 10,971. 10, no, 10, yeah. um, it's it the fast last duel. <laughs> How to summarize this film succinctly? Essentially, you live... Um, it's set in a, uh, a universe where there are great houses that rule across the galaxy. It's so a kind of and Game of Thrones in space vibe. Yeah, it, sure. Almost. So House Atreides is our hero's house where Timothy Chalamet is the son, Oscar Isaac is, the, is the, you know, the main figure. They are tasked by the emperor to uh, consort and um, rule over Arrakis, this planet, this desert planet, which has a very valuable content called Spice. Um, it used to be occupied by the Harkadons, um and they are brutal people but they disappeared they left the planet and there's intrigue and there's mystery Cue lots of shots of space lots of huge bits of of score yeah and lots of bits of machinery and grunting and groaning anyway it's space it's sci-fi it's dune you go big we went big went to the imax here's what we thought Okay, so George, we just came out yep. for the screening of June. We're back on our geography school trip, yep. close. We <laughs> thankfully found a time where it's not pouring with rain. We just went minutes, to go yeah. see June. George, your raw thoughts? What do you think? Okay, well, I had a really stressful journey getting here. Really, really stressful. It was late. I were meant say, to do pre-thoughts. I think one of, the make big, it. one of the biggest compliments to the film I can say is I really do feel like I've been somewhere else. I really do feel like I've been in another universe, another place, which is great. <laughs> it is spitting it's with about rain, to get um, but I. I really, visually, so striking, as well with all of Denis those films. I thought, when I was watching it, I was like, this is a bit like Blade Runner 2049 now. It's quite heavy, quite dense. You can see, see the DNA in that yeah, so much. Yeah. But like, that heavy density, I'm like, sometimes so, so it's good, sometimes so it doesn't work for me. So, but on the whole, I was like, Jesus. And then also, I was like, I feel like I've watched the first half of a series, actually. There was a definite moment when I was watching it, and I was like, and that would be the end of episode one. And that would be the end of episode two. So I think I've watched like three, episode think it worked as a film i think i think for the most part yeah i think the third act is kind of actually uh climactically uh maybe slightly unbalanced with the way it ends particularly with the events in the middle but there are some really striking moments in there and there's one particular moment of a, of a confrontation which i'll be able to talk more about i think later on that i found like oh god yeah, this is really terrifying oh god yeah this is really exciting yeah. so you know what um I'm, I'm good this is a lot to stew on. I'm I'm really intrigued. I think we've seen something really new and I felt like it was building like a new visual like mythology. I need mm. to stew on that. I think I really agree. That was definitely a really intense experience that I overall enjoyed. I totally think that I saw so many really cool things I've never seen before, yeah. or at least done in that way, or presented in that way. We are talking about like a visual language that feels new and yeah. fresh. Yeah. Still very much saw the yeah. DNA of Denny Villeneuve, <laughs> Gabriel in 2049. Yeah. Yeah. But having gone in with uh, no expectations for, well, I'd heard good things, but no expectations of what I thought Dune was, hadn't read the book, hadn't looked into yeah. what the plot was, really enjoyed just taking in this brand new world with yeah. eyes wide open we saw it in the biggest screen we can find in yeah. IMAX which yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we did yeah there are a couple of jaw drop moments where totally. I've yeah. not seen anything like that before um you want every inch of your eyeballs to be immersed in this world that's what the IMAX gives you you'll definitely finish this going okay so that's definitely part one of a story you can't you can't ignore yeah. the fact yeah. that that is a, a full stop midway through a story if I'm thinking about the other films I've seen which have done that kind of hard stop I think about the first one I went to go see Lord of the Rings I where well, that, it just that, fades out and yeah. you're like okay well clearly this clearly is another there's another adventure after so it was. almost feels like I have a hard take on how good is Dune I feel like I do want to see the second part and go how does yeah. the story end what does it yeah. go so my main thought is like really mm-hmm. impressed do it again yeah yeah. I think it was impressive you definitely had its clear identity clear yeah. vision of what it wanted to do I think there's no moment in there where I thought oh that reminds me of something else that you know, it really wanted to strike out on its own, yeah. um, and I think it's going to stick with me a while. But it's you know, it, it's a very heavy, immersive experience. You know, it, 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 it puts you that puts you under really great performances. Again, like striking imagery. I thought Timothy Chalamet was good maybe a little bit pouncy if I was to criticise Oscar Isaac. The thing is was about Timothy Chalamet is that he is mentally playing like the sort of kind of slightly brattish, slightly like moody teenage. Fifteen years old. Okay, yeah. well, I, they, didn't, they didn't say that in the film, so I don't have no, to believe no. that. But he's sure. going to be that sort of like adolescent, angsty, you know, young, coming of age kind of person, and he kind of has that persona going into it. So the fact he's kind of, you know, a little bit—I I don't know—it kind of worked a little bit. I mean, I don't know where how you get Timothy Chalamet's face from Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson. But like, <laughs> yeah. sure, okay. Um, yeah, I think I think on the whole, Oscar Isaac always sort all the it, it was all the, all the cast being rained on. Would rained on. <laughs> Yeah, um, those are all thoughts. Those are all thoughts. Glad we saw it at the IMAX. Yeah. Oh God. Go the weather is forcing us sweat. It's the dustiest film you'll ever see. It's like they just emptied a Hoover just off. I was saying I got thirsty it. watching it. Yeah. It's the, the whole thing about how the, the, the water will be sapped from you by the environment. Oh God. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I'm gonna digest it though. Yeah. It's big. It's kind of give. It's kind of made my head ring a little bit. So going back to future George and James, who've had a few days yeah. to think about what they really think. Tell us what you think, guys. These were the raw opinions. Back to the studio. <laughs> Thank you very much, past James and George, yes. for handing it over to future George, James and George, or present <laughs> now, time. Um, so yeah, George, it's been three days yep. since you saw it. Um, how do you feel now? What, what are your, You've had a chance to sit on it mm. and really think about what, what how, whether or not this film worked. Okay. I think what you hear in that clip first is us really grappling with what we've seen because, you know, to digest that film takes a good amount of time, which yeah. is good while we're giving this reaction now. I think I actually have slightly mixed views of Dune. I think on the whole, it's positive. But yeah. I, I am actually, it almost seems churlish not to be positive because there is such an overwhelming grandeur and scale to this film that I respect and admire and love. But I think when watching it and going into it and experiencing it, I thought what I'm seeing is an A, like an A plus film. And I think actually what it is is more of like a B-plus film. And and what I think is, is that despite its huge grandeur and its scale and its design, I think it's all slightly undone narratively by the fact that this film does not cohesively, um, satisfyingly um, conclude itself for it to function as its own film. And what I found is that when people said to me, what did you think of Dune? I think, I've actually feel like I've only seen half a film because mm. it is half a story and it seems such a shame for Very much for, so. for a, a film that's over two and a half hours long and it's so big that you feel like it's only covered a little bit of ground. Now, I know it's based on a hugely dense book and you've got to cover it And I'm And believe me, I actually really appreciate it. We've both it. not read the book as well. We've both not read the book, but I, I appreciate it. I'm not saying they should have rushed it or fitted any, you know, shoved any more in. I really respected the fact and felt that Denis Villeneuve was grabbing the audience by the hand and saying, look, this is different, this is new, this is not based on IP you're familiar with, yeah. but trust me, go with this, I'm going to give you all I can. And I really felt that and I really appreciated it. It's just that... in. You, it doesn't conclude in a satisfying enough way. Mm. I, I feel like I've seen... It, it's unignorable the way it ends. Yeah, I, I feel uh, it, I feel like I've seen a play. Uh, the first, I feel like I've seen the first act of a play and I'm currently in the interval. And someone says, what do you think of the sure. play? And I'm like, I really can't give you an opinion, which is so strange because I yeah. sat in there for nearly three hours. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the third act is increasingly... Full of just teaser shots for the next film. Mm. And I found that so bizarre. For a film that sets up to, to be sort of a new a new franchise and it wants to get itself away from like the, you know, the MCU type of we're gonna tag this on to the next film, we're gonna tag this on, the whole third act just felt like, oh, like as we talked about, this isn't really a spoiler. I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Zendaya isn't really in this film. Her whole presence is, I'm in the next film. She's in every other scene. She like links every scene, yeah. doing lots of shallow depth of field, blurry, wispy hair, focus yeah. pulls in the desert with the bright blue eyes. Yeah. I, I, I sort of called on that she would turn up at the end and go, Hi, it begins. And yeah. That would be, that's not a spoiler. Well, but it's but just that's part kind of yeah. the novel. And I think that really the climax of this film is halfway through it, a, a really brilliant sequence. When I mentioned in that clip, there's there's the scenes of uh, you know confrontation, conflict, and attack. There's some really striking stuff there. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of shrinks and. It becomes very bitty, and so for example, Stellan Skarsgård, who I loved in it, oh, and yeah. he really plays this really grotesque, interesting character. They keep a sort of a sort of job of the heart meets yeah, meets uh, fat, really bastard, fat from bastard from Austin Powers. <laughs> exactly. What and it is. they there's a scene where he has, and they kept cutting away with it to another scene, and cutting back, and I thought, just give me this now, mm-hmm. stop cutting and, and teasing ahead. So, uh, but I, I also respect the film, and I don't want to be like churlish to say. Oh well, you know you've gone to all that trouble and you haven't satisfied me for that that bit there. I I do like it. I I I I am impressed by it. I just wish it could function more as a film on its own instead of being. I mean, someone said to me that they didn't have a green light for part two until recently. That astounds me, and that actually worries me. That got confirmed. But that worries me that they had this film in the can. Potentially to exist on its own, and yeah. I thought that's for me the way that film is constructed. There's no way that film was no. ever going to work on its own. They were just gambling and saying. I think that must be a byproduct of not knowing if the appetite for the big screen experience was back and mm. whether or not people will take to Dune. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Give me, give me your thoughts but, though. Yeah, it's interesting. What picking up on what you said in that in your raw thoughts, where you said it felt like a slightly unbalanced experience, mm. where you felt like it was a bit front front heavy because coming in to see a film called June with mm. the kind of marketing it has and the cast it has and the premise, I kind of have to go, right, you need to, I really wanna be told what are the rules of this universe? What are the, what is the law, what is the politics, what is all of that. And I actually think it does a really good job of setting that up and it it has a good way of not mm. doing too much voice There's a little bit in the beginning and the rest mm. of it is all done by, you know, characters and scenes and tension and you can tell the bad people are in the evil place mm. and the good people are there. But, I, 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 picking up on what you've said about feeling like it is one half of a story, mm. coming out of that, I had my raw impressions, so I was like, this was brilliant and it was beautiful and it was mm. a, a stunning movie to watch and kept my eyes were wide open i was like what is this about what is this really about mm. and i almost have not been able to i, d- I don't now want to over intellectualize what i think dune is about yeah because i think it's it, i'm halfway through yeah so i want to go what is the story but i need mm. to see how this ends i need to see where the root of the characters are mm. you can very easily point to the 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 clearly, the clearly obvious tropes of Colonialism, yep. power, like you know, pe- taking land from yeah. people who own it, and, and then being more part of the environment than and, than. They're and not. also that idea of the young person having a calling, you know, coming of age, uh, yeah, fulfilling being told, your destiny. Being told yeah. that they're special, and the center like of the, universe, the Basic yeah. premise of Harry Potter, Star Luke Wars, school, The Hobbit, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Of Someone yeah. turns up one day, a magic wizard says you're actually. whether it's Hagrid, Gandalf, yeah. or well, any of them says you're actually special. Yeah. and your whole life has been leading to this. Yeah. It's like every nerd's fantasy. Um, but yeah so I almost have been like thinking what do I think, what do I think, what do I think about it, what's it about and I don't have much of an answer because I've only been given part of the story but and that, I, I echo a lot of your sentiment. And there. I think that's a uh, failing really because we will. you and I will go see part two because we love film, yeah, right? Yeah I'm curious but I would like to have been, I would have liked for them not to have taken that for granted so much, I would have liked for them to have earned my yeah. appreciation because we're not going to get that second part for another what two years? Yeah probably. So, so they've got to shoot it, they didn't shoot the, the, I know, so that's a long time to three, wait for something. Three, you know, How skin deep is that appreciation for that mm. film gonna gonna you know, last? Just thinking about Denis Villeneuve's other films, if you think about Blade Runner 2049, 2049 which I really, really mm-hmm. liked, and I thought it did a fantastic job of picking up yeah. where Blade Runner left off, there's some incredible scenes in that movie and it does a really good job mm. of not over-explaining to you exactly what every character's thinking yeah. at that exact time. Yeah. You get to like the two-third point in that film, building to this culmination when Kane and Deckard finally meet, mm. and you have this amazing scene where not very much is set, mm. but you can, you can really tell that each actor yeah. is deeply staring into the other one, trying yeah. to figure out who they are, what they think, whether or not they're real, whether or not what's going on is happening. And that is why that scene is so intense. Mm-hmm. It's not because it relies on the dialogue. It relies on those little catching moments between two characters. And I sort of did see some of that in Dune. I liked that it wasn't overly throwing in your face why someone is important. You had some really good interactions between the actors. I thought Oscar Isaac did a really good job Mm. of having those knowing looks. I thought Rebecca Ferguson with Timothy Chalamet had some really good moments of locked tension. They they, they have this way of communicating in Dune where they have this almost like a a sort of sign language where they could, with the flick of a wrist and the movement of a finger, can convey really quick Mm. uh, moments of information. I thought that's quite a cool way to not just Mm. throw loads of dialogue. Because you come into something like Dune with rules and planets and and spice and you're like, how how wordy is this going to get? And I think I see that 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 Deneville nerve style of show don't tell, which I like. Yeah. but again, where does that lead? What's the arc? They did it. They did, even in Lord of the Rings, you usually had a, a, third, you, had a really, you had a really clear third act for yeah. all of them, but then just trickled out. Yeah, I mean, like this you didn't have a third if you, Let's say this is like the Fellowship of the Ring. You you still have that final climax, the Boromir yes. and stuff, and then i mean yeah, there's a, a huge example there. is i think oh you know, <laughs> I, I again it feels almost mean to, to call it back to the thing it's trying to break away from but let's say the force awakens right yeah that was the beginning of a new story now regardless of where that trilogy went but yeah. when that film ended that had a satisfying conclusion but you were like yeah. oh my god where is this story gonna go i'm yeah. so excited for all the directions this can be for me for this for june i'm thinking well i guess you're gonna have to wait well, i'm gonna have to wait for you to tell me yeah i don't know i think um like what was, the t- what, what was the rising tension that it involved in a, in, a, in a confrontation at the end that meant something? Mm. There was a slight, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but there's some sort of alteration at the end, but I didn't really have much context for why that mattered yeah. and I wasn't really on the edge of my Education, seat, wondering what, what was going to happen. The the, main, the, main, yeah. the the show stealers were the the sandworms. The, the, thir- the oh, but you're uh, a whole uh, other chap. Look, look, a, but but the, the third act almost feels like part of the next film. That's my point. That's why yeah. it's yes. It feels I, like the I said in that clip film. that it felt like the first three episodes of a series, and that's why I, I I still feel that it's like, like I've six seen episode. I've seen something which hasn't got an ending. I've, I've 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 got the characters and I've built the world, but I've just someone's hit pause. And yeah. I mean, look, you talked about just to go back to Denis Villeneuve. This might, be the, this might be the best tactic to get two cinema tickets out of an audience. You <laughs> yeah. just go, well, you've got to see the other bit yeah. to see how it it's goes. It's like the unlockable content for like video yeah. games. It's like, well, yeah. well to unlock the rest of the story, yeah. you're going to have to come back in two years. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that, you know, Denis Villeneuve is a really visual filmmaker mm-hmm. and visually striking. And, you know, visually, this is an absolute feast. And the sandworms, and, you know, there were great moments in it that, that really, you know, hook you in. And it's yeah. very brevet like it's that. It's fantastic, like about a third of the way in uh sequence which i was like oh my god let's go let's go i think um there is a thing with Denis villeneuve about well i guess i'm gonna call tonal oppression and i found this a little bit with 2049 right um which is he is the, the the tone he creates um in dune is so oppressive and somber and dour that on the one hand, it's very skillful. I'm thinking, wow, this is, I'm fully, you know, I get what this, this guy is saying. It's a very clear message of the world that we're in. It's world-class presentation. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless. But that's like that for two hours 30. And I have to say, there are some times I thought, I wouldn't have minded a bit of nuance. I wouldn't have minded a little bit of fun. I wouldn't have I I I'm not what, I'm that's not what looking Jason for Jason Momo is there for. I know, I'm not looking for think, I'm yeah. not looking for Marvel quips. I'm just looking for slight emotional nuance. Humanity maybe? yeah because do i really feel like i connected with any of those characters mm. no because they were all oppressed and dour like the setting was everything was ing- everything it makes quite a big point to tell you you are far from home yeah every character is there to establish the mood and i and i just wish i'd had a bit more stickability particularly because the film doesn't narratively satisfy yeah. me a bit more stickability with the emotion the the the, the, the fun of the film so yeah I think looking at Denis Villeneuve's last few films, and I actually think he's he's up to the ante with, yeah. with a lot of them, and he's got bigger and bigger. I do put him, and I know this is an, an interesting thing to say, and a lot of people have made the comparison, in the same category as Christopher Nolan, mm. where it's storytelling on the biggest scale, yeah. but it, they're very much part of that idea that just because it's a big blockbuster it doesn't mean it has to be done Mm. Um, and i I think about when i first saw arrival i was like i I went in with literally no idea i knew it was based on a short novel but i had no idea what to expect and there was so much more for me to Mm. chew on and analyze when i came out of that film Mm. than before and i was like this is incredible who is this guy Mm. i actually had seen prisoners but i didn't sort of connect the two and then coming yeah from blade runner and and you know the the pedigree I was like Mm. this is easily his biggest project his biggest task Mm. and yeah I think I think we can sit here and be critical and go that's half a story it didn't feel like a cohesive whole i wonder if he absolutely knows that and he knows yeah. he's making two films and, and maybe maybe in three yeah. years time we'll sit down and we'll go oh god what a five hour yeah. experience if yeah. you if you back to back these and I, I do still despite my hesitance of seeing half the story have trust that i think yeah. it can be something really special like i, like I said to you in the beginning i really did feel his strong hand on the whole thing he had you know, a strong grasp of this is what I want to tell you. Yeah. It is so different from what you're familiar with. It's not lazy or no, slapdash with, it, with its intentions. Focus, stay with me. I can't yes. fit it all into this film, but come back. And and, and, I, and I do respect that. And, you know, yeah, it, it, he probably knows that he can't fulfil every need. And you know what? I, you know, I'm not saying that I needed those characters to be um, oozing warmth and laughter, but no, I think you're right. I think we're both on the same page, which is yeah. that we have slight... Uh, not even grumblings, but just reservations here and there, you know, curious thoughts. But on the whole, we're on board. We we just wish we could have the second half sooner. Yeah. yeah, more of the pie. And how many times have we, like, you know, we've been given something really different. Mm. Again, don't know what the rest of it's going to look like, but how many times have you and I sat here to, to speaking about how we think the the temple, template for Marvel has become a little bit too mm. similar and even going into the film, we can start to see the matrix of what they're trying to do yeah. and we can kind of tell where it's going every single time mm. and it does descend into the same third act. Yeah, I'm kind of going to give June a little bit of slack for not, Feeling like it needs to artificially conjure up some fake confrontation if it doesn't exist you're right uh yeah i think you're right when we get to the end of this thing we might look back and go oh that was the best thing they could have done yeah because we don't know what's coming next no we've not read it we don't i don't even know what's going to happen in the end i think i think the way just one last you know when you said about the his visual thing the way that denis villeneuve shoots machinery Mm, and like architecture too yeah and just like the 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 urban environment the 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 the, uh, the physicality of it so the tactility of it mm. yeah and and, and that and that point I said in the film when I said I think it's like trying to build a new visual mythology now I don't really know what that <laughs> sentence means but it <laughs> sounds correct because what I mean when I was watching it I was like this, the images and the settings and the design of this I mean we've all seen science fiction films before but this feels very unique to this story and I'm yeah. really appreciating it I've not seen anything like that before it, it reminded me of like when uh, it must have been like when people watched alien for the first time and they were like oh this isn't star wars this is very specific yeah and blade runner as well it's like you've given me a clear vision here so i mean like blade runner how how many people have based their interpretation of science fiction off what blade runner said like even star wars with coruscant went to copy what blade runner did with the mega city but yeah i i I genuinely believe that dune could easily be a footprint for lots of other people and writers base their science fiction off of so I'm gonna hand over now to George and James in, in two years' <laughs> time. <laughs> 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 so over to you guys. Yeah. Let us know what you think. <laughs> what do you think we look like? Jesus Christ! <laughs> we look like Stellan Skarsgård. If we keep eating the way we do now, we're gonna look like Stellan Skarsgård in June. George, yeah. Today's game okay. is really, really simple. Does that mean dumb? Does that mean it's really, really dumb? Yeah, you'll, you'll let me know. Okay. I'm thinking of a film, you have 20 questions. (laughs) You may begin. Okay. By the way, so I've got the film's Wikipedia page, just in case you start asking me some very gritty date stuff. Oh no, I'm ready for it. Yeah, Um, so I'll keep track of the questions. Yeah. You know, see if you can get to it before George does or if he doesn't get to it at all. Okay. When you're ready. Was this film uh, released in the 20th century? No. Was this film released in the last decade? No. <laughs> <laughs> Was this film released in the noughties? Yes. That's three questions in. It's a noughties Was this film? film. Hmm. Um, hmm. Was this film uh, a superhero film? No. Was this film directed by a man? Uh, let me have a look. It was... I mean, they're all men, aren't they? Sadly. Yes, it was directed by a man. What a waste of a question. Yeah, Naughties. obviously. Like, who... Sadly. Okay. Although if you struck gold and it was a woman, you'd be really onto something. <laughs> <laughs> That's five questions in. Okay, I've got my ear okay Okay. Um, is this a by film by that I'm aware that you love? I. Th- yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually a really good question from George. Uh, I don't... Yeah, it's like, I don't know if you know I love it, but we have talked about it before. Have we talked about it on this show? No. Okay, I'm going to say no. Seven questions. Okay. So George knows that this is a film that came out in the noughties. It's directed by a man. Did this film win any Academy Awards? I'm going to say no, but I will check. Uh it you, did you, not you ha- win mainstream academy awards, no. Okay. Not win what we would call like, you know, Oscars. Yes. Yeah. Lots of films win awards, but yeah. Yeah, I've got to have the Wikipedia page open for this. That's eight questions. Has the director of this film made another film in the past three years? I'd have to check. That's probably a really good bit. Uh, ooh, okay. So I didn't know what this person done In the last three years, they, uh, <laughs> they, they have made a film in the last three years. Just, just. I, I wouldn't have known that that was there. How many questions am I You have done nine questions. Is this film live action or animation? Uh, it's a yes or no question. Is this film live action? Yes. Okay. It's 10 questions. A live action film with a, so okay. I'm gonna just tell you where my thoughts are right yeah. now because yeah. your your d- reaction to the director makes me feel like this director l- like crashed and burned perhaps um, with their career. I had to Google if they'd done films, other films. That's the, that's the thing. I didn't know. So I this, is, told, this I could is have their, told you what other films they'd done, but this is their what okay. Uh, not necessarily. I was surprised. I just don't think I knew the director of this movie. Okay, they're not the star of the show. No. Okay. 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 Is this... Is this film... Uh, an... I'm trying to think in genre. Yeah. Is this film an action film? Sort of. I can't really say no. I can't really Short. say yes. I'm going to say yes. Um, I Is this an English language film? Yes. That's I mean, a I probably questions. could have that. Oh, God. Okay. Again, I think that's a waste of a question. Well thanks um That's like an- <laughs> yeah but i had to be sure because you could be like actually it's this uh puerto rican film yeah. that uh okay um okay 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 so it's a film uh directed by a man from <laughs> the <laughs> great. noughties great <laughs> he's made a film but it doesn't matter because it doesn't yeah, yeah. um okay uh, oh george just gave me a really like light bulb moment look I think, gonna go okay, I'm going to go for a guess. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go for a guess for a film that came out in the noughties. Yep. That is not really an action film, but is kind of like in the genre, in yeah. that area. By a director, this film has a director who I don't know. And therefore I okay. wouldn't be surprised if he never made any, you know, big films afterwards. Yeah. It's a film that I know that James has mentioned in the past that he really enjoys, <laughs> even though it might not be that good. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm going to take a guess. I think, is this film National Treasure? Yes! yes! Oh God, you got it! You got that National way treasure. sooner considering the amount of things you knew about it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, like, you. Who directed National Treasure, right? Who, who was it? Oh, it was a guy called, um, where was it? John Turtletub, who <laughs> most recently had done, in 2018, did The Meg. Oh. So you were like, so I'll show you his other films he's done. He has done Cool Runnings, which I think is brilliant. While you were sleeping, ninety-five. Haven't seen that phenomenon. Ninety-six. No. That's a John Travolta movie. Uh, Instinct, ninety-nine. Disney's The Kid, two thousand. No. National Treasure, two thousand four. Clearly, it's best movie. Did he do the sequel, Book of Secrets, um, and then The Sorcerer's Apprentice in twenty ten? Another Nicholas Cage. Film. Oh god. Okay, right. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. And I think you did. Re- Considering the information you you didn't have, I thought as a guess. So why national? Really give me. Tell me why you like National Treasure then. I love Just National a, Treasure. I'm going to say it's, it's a 2007 film with Nicolas Disney Cage. Film, action adventure. You know, it's basically a sub-Indiana thing where you have to... Yeah. I mean, explain the plot. I've never seen it's, it. It's an American history... Um treasure-hunting movie where Nicolas Cage is part of this lineage of of great American adventurers and and people. So the history is in his family, and he goes looking after this national treasure that is like this long-lost thing. And it stars Diane Kruger and Justin Bartha. (laughs) And um, and, and, uh, what's his name? Jim... John Voight. Okay. Yeah, as the dad. And they go on this adventure and it's all about going from clue to clue. They go to all the great American monuments and they look at the bell and find all these things. They, and there's always this moment, well, I say always, there's two films. There, there's a fantastic heist sequence and there's a point where Nicolas Cage takes a deep breath and he goes... I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. And all <laughs> the characters are trying go, what? You can't steal it? And then like for the next half an hour, you get some of the best heist, I think, put to screen ever. Oh, really? really oh, good. really? Yeah, and then the second one, he kidnaps the president of the United States, and he goes... I'm kidnapping the president of the United States and his family gets involved right and then obviously you go deep underground and you know they never think they can find the treasure and they do but it was one of those things wow. where in the noughties if it was on tv you bet I was watching it whether it, whether it was the last half yeah. an hour or it was just coming on and I would enjoy myself every single time would you say that's your plane movie great plane movie yeah. it's, it's a plain movie that now I'd be like sod all the new ones, <laughs> I quite like to just watch <laughs> National Treasure on this plane because I could watch that on a horrible little back of seat yeah. screen and go, yeah, yeah National Treasure. The Trek. one that like goes static when the captain has to speak. Yeah. He goes um, like, <laughs> I don't know what That's my impression of Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> you know when they do it in English and you're like, oh. And yeah. then they stop and you think you're getting back to their movie and, and then, then they, they like, go like, to yeah. the Spanish version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh my God, okay, great. Well, okay, do I have to give you another one? Yeah, or? so I was saying... If you had a movie in mind, oh, yeah, okay. throw one at me and I'll give it a go. Now I know what the stakes are. I'm yes, going to change the movie in my movie. mind. I'm going to make okay. it harder Gotcha. because uh, we know Do you want to get the Wikipedia page up just in case I ask some specific questions you might not know? No, I yeah, think I, happy I'm going to rely on so, my... Own, so you my own. know the movie well? Okay, spoiler. Okay, um, you ready? Uh, I'm going to, yeah. Did this film release before January 1st, 2000? No. So it's it's from. Is was this fil- Did this film come out in the twenty tens? Yes. Um, is this a film you think I know well? Um, I think you know it. You're counting the questions. What? Huh? You're counting the questions. Uh, that's so twenty of them. Three, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you think I know it well? Hang on, let's go over that. You said twentieth century. Twenty um, tens. Uh, yeah. And uh, is this a film I think you know well? Yeah. I mean, uh, sort of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, ed- enough. Uh, okay. Not no, basically. Is this, is this an action film? No. Is this a romance film? Yes. Okay, so romance film in the 2010s. <laughs> um, okay. Does romance 2010s? Okay. Does it does this film did this uh romance did romance? I don't know I should ask about awards? Did this is this film get nominated or win Academy Awards? Yeah. Yes. Get, it did. Okay. But I won't say which one. I won't say. Yeah. I won't say if it was nominated or won. Yeah. 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 Um Okay. Does this film is it set in the United States? Yes. Does this is this film musical? Yes. Um, is this film La La Land? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think that's about nine questions you had there. Nine. Okay. Good. good, I actually stopped counting because I knew you were on on to me, and I was just like, "Ah." I think I got it. Okay. 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 There you go. I'll give you a harder one next time. Yeah. Okay. Do you want one more? Let's do one more. One more. Let's do you. Yeah. Let's do one more. Should I give one to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one more. Okay. One more. Let me get my page up, because you, you can ask me some questions. Um, right, you can start. Uh, did this film come out this century? No. <laughs> did okay. this film come out in the 90s? No. Did it come out in the 80s? Yes, that's uh, three, th- questions. three questions. <laughs> um, <clears throat> is this film... I'm still really impressed with National uh, Trojan. Thank you. Is, is this film um, uh, part of a franchise? Yes, is the franchise, for all intents and purposes, still going? Like, has that has a film related to that film been released in the past five years? No. Hmm. Good question, though. Is this film about time travel? Yes. Is this film Back to the Future? Yes. God, that was <laughs> seven. seven questions. You win. win. You suck. Wow. Okay, so we need to get more niche. Because it I just thought, I just thought okay, if you go to yeah. the 80s and it's part of a franchise, okay, that narrows it down. But I'm if just... shocked they've not brought that back considering they're... It's on the stage. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> it is on the stage. You're yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's on stage <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Of course it is. Okay, yeah. so um, I think... So I got seven. No, seven. Seven, you got you're, nine before that and I got one before that. 13. Even though 13... Team was more numbers. I think with National Treasure I kind of win. I, I think mean, the, the, the guess of National Treasure was. I was will. Really good. I'm going to find some obscure films yeah. uh, that you may have heard of. So it's fair, but I'm going I'm to. Did gonna you get through. them before us?
1: Yeah. Let oh, us know. Yeah. Let us know.
0: Great. Well, there you go. Huh. What was the last one? Back to the Future. Are you a Back to the Future fan? I don't mind it. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I know some people really love it. And I'm like, I, I have a passable time, but I can't. I can't say like it really like really sets me alight. It's a bit like I have with Ghostbusters. I I, yeah. I, I actually, I'm even less favorable to Ghostbusters. Like I'd say I'd, I'd put Back to the Future above Ghostbusters. Yeah, I I agree. There's more. There's more layers in Back to the Future about like oh you know he just wants to he wants to be a rich kid and and like I watched the Back- also sorry Back to the Future yeah. is so weird as a film. Like, yeah. The concept when you think odd. about it, but the fact that it runs so normally and is so beloved, I think, is quite wonderful. I remember watching the first one and I was like, oh my god, maybe this is like my favorite series of films ever. And then I watched two and three. It's like as a kid and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I haven't seen the other two and three. Oh, yeah, you've see. Back to the Future, I, when I got my first paycheck, <laughs> or payslip, <laughs> as we should say, because we're in yeah. the UK... Uh, when I was 16 when I first started working my proper job at a supermarket yeah. I, I went thank you yeah. uh, sponsor us maybe yeah. um, They, I went and the, the first thing I bought was the 25th anniversary box set of Back to the Future because yeah. it happened to be out and I was reading Empire <laughs> Magazine at the time and I just got sucked into, and I'd never seen any of them so I was like great and were you just I, panicking like I have money what should I spend <laughs> yeah, it on what's my first and pantry? I have that still have that box set and I still haven't seen the other two <laughs> films because <laughs> I watched I watched the first the first one and I was like, that is good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. How much How much did the box set go for? In 2010? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is that in Back to the Future, he sets the clock at 1.4 2010. And I was like, that's the year I'm in right now. <laughs> I went through a phase younger. I was like, I'm going to be that Blu-ray guy. I'm going to start like collecting mm. my, my list of Blu-rays. I'm going to have a shelf with all my favorite. Yeah, sure. It's expensive. <laughs> it is really expensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was, I did that at the same time, tragically, that you could just start buying everything digitally and yeah. why did i want to load stuff into my blu-ray player when you could just get it on yeah. apple everything else it's very mm. sad yeah i've recently been suckered into the criterion collection which is like yeah. a, and not to name check a specific brand but you know it's like art house films presented on blu-ray with lots of special features yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, i agree it's like it's like collecting vinyl it's just yeah. like after a while like, it, like oh i'm, I'm bankrupt yeah mm. you need a thing that has discs in it to play it yeah you so, know we we grew up in the age where it was, the, it was the transformation from digital, sorry, from physical to digital. Yeah. Like, do you remember we spent a lot of our time ripping CDs onto iPods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were in that phase yeah. where we didn't, we had the physical, but it yeah. was all about putting it on the digital. That's like what what we, yeah, that's what we know. We we have one foot in the physical world. A really nice way to spend world. like a, a school night would be to like you know making playlists on iTunes, ripping yeah. stuff, putting it into it, just taking software. And everything. then when that age Kids was over, it was on going onto YouTube and ripping the MP3 from, yes, the, from the, YouTube the music MP3, video. Yeah. Just one thing, back to the film a second. Yeah. Just talking about Ghostbusters. I've said this to you a couple of times when we've been in the cinema. and We've seen the trailer. Yeah. but who the hell is Ghostbusters Afterlife for? We've had this. We've got no idea. This is the third Ghostbusters film that's coming out. It's got Paul Rudd in it. It's fourth. It's the fourth if you count the reboot, the failed reboot in 2016. Well, no, Ghostbusters 1, 2, 16. This one, that's four. Yeah. It's the third Ghostbusters film. Yeah, but but the, fourth, oh, the third, the third ca- what the third canonical, the right. third canon uh, yeah, Ghostbusters yeah, film, if you get me right. Oh, I see. Right, yes, okay. Course. But anyway, yeah, yeah. and um, I, every time I see that, I just think I'm like, who in this day and age? Is, is is excited about Ghostbusters. Because they, like, they did the trailer. That film, they, came, out, that they, film came out thirty-five uh, over thirty-five years ago. And I'm sure there's some people who love it, but I don't I don't anecdotally hear, as someone who talks about films quite a lot, people talking about, oh, but you remember Ghostbusters and how good it was? Mm. No. I don't, I don't hear it. But they, they cut that uh, it's for Ghostbusters Afterlife. They cut the trailer beat for beat, the exact same as they did the Force Awakens mm, trailer. to the point where saying. they used the same font. And I'm like, I can see what you, you've gone to the school of let's play on the nostalgia and, mm. and add little hints of what was before. Yeah. And I was just, I, could, I was watching the trailer and I could just hear in my head, like Han Solo's voice of like, no, the Sith, <laughs> the Jedi. It's true, all of it. But that's why I find strange because the, the trailer for if they're going to do that, the Ghostbusters trailer, you're drawing on a lot of nostalgia. But I'm like, who is nostalgic for Ghostbusters? Yeah. You had one good. No one says any good things about Ghostbusters, too. No. So you're talking for a film that's over 35 years old. One good thing. You draw it. I mean, okay, it's kind of iconic, but there's a pretty good Xbox 360 game that came out in 2008. Other than that, it's been dormant. <laughs>